Good evening, everyone. You're very welcome here to Scarab Bay Community Radio Studio as we do our sports roundup of the weekend. The weekend's championship action here, the first weekend of championship action in Clare for 2021 in association with Derek Credit Union. I'm joined in studio, as always, with my uh, co-presenter, uh, Pat McNamara, as we round up all the, all the games that went on over the weekend. And first of all, we have to start on an opinion note as, um, unfortunately, we have to send our condolences uh, to the O'Grady family in Lacrim Fecal on the death of, of Marion Kelly, uh, since her, whose sister Linda is also married to Gordon Daly over there in, in Tungrani. So my condolences to all uh, the O'Grady uh, family and extended family. And also, unfortunately, we have to say uh, condolences on the death of Dennis Dan Purcell, a man who was on our programme here not so many, not so long ago here on our history uh, programme on, on Fecal J, a man who, who we have great memories of and great stories of. And to all the Purcell family, a man who, you know, lived a great life, uh, our condolences to all the Purcell family on the death of a great man. And may Marion Kelly, Neil Grady and Dan Purcell uh, may they rest in peace. And Pat, I know, look at, uh, marrying a, a young young woman and look at the O'Grady family, St. Amnes is everything fecal and, uh, you know, the, the match was on today and look at, unfortunately, she's gone to her eternal reward and, as we said, we offer her condolences. But this man, uh, Dan Purcell, the man that was with us on the programme only a short few weeks ago. Well, let me just concord with you, uh, first of all, uh, Leo, and the loss of both uh, fine, fine, as <laughs> fecal people. Uh, Marion, too young, obviously, gone too young indeed and just, uh, uh, to repeat, condolences to all the lads and they did a father and mother John and, and mother and mother as well and everybody everybody connected and the, and the lads as well of course hurling with fecal always and, and so on but uh, Dunpurcell of course what an amazing character it's a life to be celebrated still a shock, shock when we were talking a few weeks ago on the history programme as you say told us were wonderful yarns and was so entertaining but uh, what a character Dun was and uh, he lived a great life and I'm sure you know uh, his family will be will be smiling at the fact that he had such a great life and uh, you know lived his life up to the very end. Uh, a great man and made, made the both rest in peace, Marion and Don. Yeah, and also condolences uh, to the extended family of the Cleary family in in Scarif of 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 Michael's uh, in laws. So un- unfortunately, we have to start on that poignant note. Look, we'll get around to the sports roundup, and now we're joined, going to be joined by our O'Callaghan's Mills reporter who were not commentating on O'Callaghan's Mills, but commentating on the first match yesterday, uh, Newmarket and Fergus and Oak, which took place at Six Mile Bridge yesterday afternoon. Uh, for Scarf Bay Community Radio, Pat, you were at the game between Airog and Newmarket and Fergus, which took place at 4.30pm uh, this afternoon. Can you give us your report, please? Yeah, the first round of the Clare Fino Holding Championship uh, was played in Six Mile Bridge this evening uh, between Airog and uh, Newmarket. Um, it was a great championship game, really good, good uh, hit hip holding in it and, and, and tough tough challenges. Um all all very honest, no no dirty stuff or anything like that, you know, it was a very honest game. Um and the first Nebraska dominated the first um the first quarter of twenty minutes and uh, laid it six two in the first quarter break. Uh, they continued to dominate the first half. They they laid it half time by thirteen six, thirteen points to six and um uh, both Danny Russell and uh, of course Colin Ryan from the market were unerring in their in their free takings. Um after half time then the market came really into the into the game and um outscored the market by nine points to three in that in that time. Uh and and at the second water break you heard the score of the market sixteen and uh Aero fifteen. Uh in the last Quarter win, 
and the market ran out 22 to 19, 19 pound winners. Uh, a couple of very good scores from uh, from play and Colin Ryan on his fate taking again. And uh, it ended up on the market 22 and a rogue 19 points. A good thing from everyone, everyone point of view in County Clare anywhere and County Level was Shane O'Donnell made his comeback after half time. And uh, country was a few of the scores and um, so, uh, played very well. So it was nice to see him back. Um, a missing a, a big county man today in um, David Reilly. I don't know whether he was injured or not, but he didn't, uh, he didn't make any appearance in the, in the game. So that's all from from, uh, from Six Mile Bridge, anyway, Luke, and with Namaska 22 and a rogue 19 points. To, to Pat O'Brien there with the help of, of Lou Fleming. And now we're joined by uh, Broadford and uh, uh, Nate, uh, Broadford uh, parishioner, Mr. Denny Chaplin. Uh, Denny is uh, our reporter, our Broadford reporter. He's doubling up as our Six Mile Bridge representative also. Denny, you're welcome. Pat will, as, as a, of course, technical difficulties always take part in, in, in the live broadcast. Pat, we'll have a quick word with you on the Scala from Wiltons game. 24, on, 24 hours on reflection, or more than 24 hours on. Uh, disappointing show from Scala. They will be disappointed, Pat, with their um, opening performance at senior level. It is a big step up from senior, uh, from intermediate to intermediate, uh, intermediate to senior. They found out that to their cost yesterday afternoon. Yeah, disappointing is the only description as is honest and, and clear. The, the, you know, Scarab on yesterday were not good enough to uh, match Wolf Tones uh, throughout the game, starting off. Uh, Scarab, you know, settled into the game reasonably quickly. Uh, but as time went on, uh, Wolf Tones just showed their strength and their experience and their know-how, I suppose. And Scarab maybe with four minors starting, you know, straight out of minor, really, having no chance to get to, to, to get involved in, in adult hurling at junior intermediate level, even in advance of this. Uh, it was a big ask of them. And in fairness, the four lads gave it all and, and didn't let the side down, but it was a lot to ask. They're, they're younger and lighter and they had to make decisions in, in a tough championship game surrounded by, you know, county players, inter, former inter-county players, etc. against you. But um, the concession of the goal uh, in the first half, Leo, I think, was was a bit of a shell shock because Scarif had been well in the game but they were opened up completely and, and the finish by the finish by I think it was Frawley uh, who was left on his own uh, did sink Scarif's heart a little bit that with a couple of missed frees as well and suddenly the gap went from whatever was one or two points to six or seven points and Scarif never really covered, recovered to be honest uh, they, they fought manfully through the, throughout the whole game uh, I suppose you know we have to mention there was there was really good Scarif players experienced Scarif players missing through injury etc and uh, the, the introduction of, of Pat Patrick Ryan in the second half I think made a difference he would have been useful in the first half I think as well uh, his physicality and his direct approach you know was good from, from a from a, a Scarif point of view um, uh, Mark Rogers of course brilliant goal and a lovely point as well but not maybe the Mark we know would be, would be, would be capable of scoring maybe a couple of goals and a few more points in the game um, but we have to hand it to to um, the brilliant and utterly outstanding Rory Hayes in defence for Shannon. The clear quarterback was simply awesome. You know, he, he must have been in position, we said 30 times going home, and you said it was probably, you know, not, not doing him justice. He had so much ball. He won so much hard ball. He took puck outs. He drove forward. He marked, he flicked. He got, he got tackles in. Uh, he was ahead, you know, a lot of the time. And he was just unreal. And uh, he dominated the game, as did, as did Dara Lohan, who improved very much after a slow start as well. But uh, Ben O'Gorman, another serious operator. But Scarif disappointed. But look... Um, 
It's first game, first step up after intermediate. Uh, they learn an awful lot from it. Usually, you know, they learn more from defeat, and they will learn an awful lot. They need to regroup now, get together, and decide. You know, we're targeting Clarecastle. Clarecastle are beatable, and I think Scarif, if they could get uh, direct together for Clarecastle, uh, put out the best team they have, hopefully, and ex- most experienced team they have as well, and uh, bring on a few, a few, a few maybe a few lively substores in. I think they're well capable of getting back on on the horse again against Clarecastle. Yeah, and his story about the old pet is to, it's just a pity that just three weeks to the next match. Maybe they need that time to. You might sense, be need yeah, that time to reflect. Get, often, yeah, often you hear to say you want to get back in the horse as soon as possible. Exactly. Maybe on this occasion, maybe it's time to reflect and 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 review and then drive on again. Exactly. Pat, we'll be talking to you in a couple of moments. And no, uh, we thank you for that. No, we're joined, as I said, by uh, or technically, if it is the, the frog is gone and uh, or the mouse who, who's causing trouble is gone, and we're now joined uh, by Danny Chaplin. Danny, you're welcome. Thanks, dear. Danny, I suppose first of all. Um, you done a number. You were at a number of games over the weekend. First of all, we have to ask you about your 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 new adopted parish. You know, I know you're there a long time now, and your sons have given great service as you have yourself to Bradford. They put them up a tremendous battle against Belly uh, Denny in the championship. I know you didn't give them much hope, or wouldn't give them much hope. But of course, as Pat McNamara said, Denny's being cute. He's playing down to Bradford. But in fairness, Bradford played very very well. A lesson defeat, Denny. Exactly. Um, you know, we we might have rode our luck a small bit in the first half. Uh, Bellier had a few missed chances, but in 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 fairness, Bradford were the better team in the second half. Took the game to Bellier, and I did say it the other night. Only four, uh, one man, and like again, eight points from play. I think only one from inside the sixty-five. He scored seven. Tony Kelly got seven points from out from our sixty-five. Uh, he's on half back end superb display again and you know teams are very even up to uh, only for that man uh, but having said that we had chances um, we we created a couple of good chances in the second half took a, took a goal well we got a, we got a lucky penalty I would have classed it as a lucky penalty in the first half just at the end of before half time which brought us right back into it uh, ball that was going wide and Jack Jack Brown inexplicably I would have said pushed Blatantly pushed and held on the back out over the inline, and it, it, there was no question, but it was a penalty. But you wonder what he was doing, uh, and then we kind of grew from that. And in, in all fairness, in the second half, I thought we were probably the better team. We got in front and just couldn't hold on. We, you know, and Mr. Kelly got the last three points, and he, as I say, he was the difference once yeah. again. And I suppose Denny, look at Denny. He's done it. He's been doing it for club and, and county for many a time. And just no, no, um, you know, nothing any different today. When 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 Belly really stand him up and need him to stand up and be counted, he's always there. He's always there. I look at Tony. Uh, Tony Kelly is just a joy to watch. Some of his strike and some of his scores are just fantastic. Just ninety yard scores straight over the bar from left from right. Didn't matter. He's just you know, um, he's worked he's worked the admission money alone just to see him push. That's no good to Bradford. We were up there hoping that we wouldn't have to be looking at him. Um, we, we had a red card, young Paddy Dunning got a red card. Now look at him, it's much or nothing, but he was a red card, probably the same with uh, Killian or Gary Brennan. But it seemed to, the two red cards seemed to open up the, the play and give us more room. And Bradford, in fairness, they played lovely touch hurling and they were past the ball and moved it down the field and you know, they they got some great scores from play. They they worked some great points and, and always seemed to give it to the man running off the shoulder, took the right options and um it, 
think it does. It's a very it does hope there for us. You know, we'll be we'll be competitive with anyone. But you think after a display like today, I would I wouldn't be afraid of Cratlow or Crushin. Hopefully, we'll get get a result in them. You know. Yeah, and indeed, of course, Cretlow did, did defeat Crusheen. And, and look at Denny, as you said, on a positive note, you know, Bradford more than comfortable and holding their own in, in, in senior. Maybe just one or two players short, maybe, of making that big break. But a lot of young players to come through and, and look at the, the future is bright in Bradford. Denny, as regards, look, we already spoke to you about Six Mile Bridge and, and Clark Kessler. And once again, as you said earlier in, in, in your yeah. report yesterday, uh, just uh, really a stroll in the park for the bridge, Denny. It was. Um, I, I think I said it um, yesterday. I think uh, Castle to me, they're, they're favourites in that group for the relegation. I know that's easy to say. Scarif have a big battle with them the next day, but I fully believe that Scarif can beat them. I don't. I don't think Castle are great. They're very young. Uh, I I said it. Just like six month big senior team going out playing the Castle under twenty one team and. The scoreline reflected that, I think. And Denny, turning to your own intermediate game, you had a 2-20-1-14 over a kind of, a, I suppose, a sneakily fancied Aina Kilimona team. You know, Aina had a good win Indeed, in the senior yesterday yeah. evening against Kilmady. So, you know, I suppose confidence would yeah. be high. But um, convinced he got rid of that um, Aina Kilimona <coughs> challenge and I suppose put you very much among the favours here in the early stages for bringing Paddy Brown home. Well, but I suppose it worked out. It's I think they lost four players to the senior last night. Um, we only lost one. We lost Christy Carey on Friday night, but they, I think, in the morning, lost four to the senior. So it, it, it worked out forever. Now, while we won by nine points, I don't think it was a nine point scoreline. It, it, it probably flattered us, that scoreline. Uh, the second quarter and the, the end of the third quarter, we seemed to get our scores and, and we got on top. Very strong breeze and got team blown straight down the field, and we we had it in the first half, and we ended up going in at half time, leading by six, and we were we were able to hold that for the second half, and we just they had a, a red card towards the end of it, and we tacked on a few points to to be kind of comfortable. I suppose nine points is comfortable, but you know as I think just tighter and just tougher than that. Yeah, and I suppose, Denny, a quick look at the other games there, as you're there. Pertin, a one-point win over Corfin, maybe not expected. We all know it was a kind of a, maybe a, a, a 60-40 game, maybe in favour of Corfin, and Pertin have turned, yeah. the, turned, turned, uh, the, turned the tables there. Uh, and and a, a, an excellent win from, but we did say the other night, I think all of us, that it would be tight. Um, there were the two, there's still the two teams that you'd fancy to come out of that group. Um it's a, the result of the weekend for me was Kilinanas uh, and a nappy Littenham. Kilinanas win over Tober. Tober. Yeah, you know, uh, it, was, it was a very lucky all win, Danny. I don't think we were uh, going anywhere. Well, we're, we're going nowhere, really, to be honest. Pat, you're nearly as bad as I was <laughs> the other night. Couldn't be, couldn't be. <laughs> And and Denny Denny one one result here that that, that really sticks out for us, like and. Um, it's probably the favourites, one of the main favourites for the Intermediate Championship is St. Joseph's. 7.22 to Clannera's 1.12. Now, I know they're, they're, they're regrouped under Mike Gilfile and all that, but seven, what good does it do any team uh, winning yeah, a match by 7.22 no, to 1.12? Mike, I was, at the, uh, I was at the match, Leo, and I mean, at halftime, it was 5.13 to three points. It was absolutely... Desperate stuff to watch. It's no good to know. It's no good to come there. It's no good to St. Joseph's. Um, 
I seriously think it's time we looked at the whole structures of our championships. I've said before, it's time to maybe bring our senior championship down to 12 teams and create a premier intermediate championship where you'd have the top eight teams in the intermediate and the four teams that have come down from senior and you'd create another championship which would be fierce competitive as well. You'd have a competitive senior, a competitive premier intermediate, I'll call it for a better word, and then you'd be left with a stronger than junior intermediate championship, if you know what I mean. You could have 12 and then you could have your junior. But we, we've we suggested a broffer, but that we, we've suggested doing this before and we were shut down. I think, I think, Denny, I think, Denny, I think, to be honest, Denny, I think if that motion came up now, I think you'd, you'd gain a lot of favouritism for that because I was actually speaking to a couple of players, a couple of people at different games over the weekend, this weekend, and there is a big gap and it doesn't do anyone... You, you look at Cretlow, Tulla and Cretlow, Rowan, Clare Castle. Really, does teams playing senior that maybe aren't, maybe aren't of the standard the same mm. with teams playing intermediate? They've, they do, they're doing it in Cartagena where six teams are coming down from senior. Look, at the, mm. there, there has to be a, a, a serious look at the championship because a lot of these games are dead ducks before they start at all. And when you're going into a championship game and you have a fair idea of the result before you start, didn't really... You and, know and, the, and, and, and there'll be more before the, before we get down to the quarterfinals. But... Like, if we had established the other night, I, I guarantee you, if you look at our eight selections, there will two for each group. We won't be far off to say the quarterfinals. There's some of the groups who just had no problem predicting them. You know, and um, it, it's just, it, as I said, they're no good. And and for the Canaris, they have to get in that way. Wouldn't they be far better off in an intermediate championship again? Nine or ten more teams have their own standards. And you have something by winning a junior championship, then you're going up to something where you're going to be competitive. Exactly. Instead of going up to come straight back down. Yeah, there's and, no... And look, we have it in the senior. I mean, in... in, in um, Clarecastle, I'm saying it other night, Clarecastle are not the standard that you would is required in senior. <clears throat> for the betterment of Clarecastle, but also for the betterment of Clare Holland. I totally, you know, I totally, you, I totally agree with you, Denny. I totally, I think yeah. Pat concurs with us on, yeah, yeah, on, I mean, on that as well. Also, I mean, the, the thing is, uh, it's, it's very predictable in many cases. Now, I, I know the only thing thing about the, the sixteen in the senior nowadays is that you will get a shock result nearly, nearly once or twice from maybe what you might call the weaker teams now and again pull off a big one and take a scalp. But you know, in the overall context, it's pretty predictable, and that's not good. And I, I think even whether you go premier intermediate or just go intermediate and some of the weaker intermediate down to a, a really good junior A and have a serious. Junior yeah. Championship. Either way, it'll work. As the, the court model is, is Premier Intermediate and Intermediate, yeah. all right. Either way, it will work. But the thing is, reduce, bring down the teams who aren't fit for their standard they're in to the next group for a really serious competition. Yeah, I concur yeah. with that. Indeed. And, and they've done in Limerick as well, and there's no doubt it has improved it in Limerick. Yeah, yeah, without doubt, and sure. Look at the the, the, the proof of the pudding is in decent. You'll see what's coming through their county teams and coming through their underage teams yeah. as well. Denny, it is always good to talk to you. Thanks for helping us out at Far Scarif Bay Community Radio over the weekend, and we'll be talking to you again very, very soon. All right, looking forward to talking to you again. All right. Denny, got to meet him. See you soon, Denny. And thanks once again to Denny. Denny has seen more games over the weekend than than, than many people. And now we're 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 joined on the line uh, by uh, we have a, a piece here from Owen Brennan, Owen, our freelance reporter, our, our freelance journalist, a man who could be seen from any part of the country at any time. And he's going to have a few words on Scarif versus Wolftones. Yeah, and we're once again joined by Owen Brennan. And Owen, you spoke to us just at half time, and you know, it was, the game was taken the, the, the pattern that we expected, and that trend continued very much into the second half. Yeah, you know, it was 
uh, you know, you kind of hoped that they would regroup at, at halftime. It, it didn't really, it didn't really happen. Um, Will Tones kind of um, put up a bit of a chasm. Then, you know, there, there was the late goal and all that, and I suppose they kind of finished. When they battled away till the end, but to score one three in the last forty five minutes um, says it all. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's that's very disappointing from their first day out and the kind of buoyancy that they had from not only the Intermediate Championship last year but a little bit of a Division 2 league win you know unbeaten in that as well you know there was they were on the upward curve so uh, it'll be very disappointing for them very impressive from Wiltones you'd have to say as well you know it, it wasn't just about uh, Scarf underwhelming Wiltones have a very very good squad there um, you'd, you'd have to say that's as a good a performance as they've had for a number of years now and they've, they've you know they've filled out the gaps of maybe cornerbacks wingbacks that they have a, a lot to offer and a big squad there um, but for Scarif, I suppose, it's really about how they react to this now. Um, you know, they were, you were always likely to maybe get a defeat, maybe not this big a defeat. It's probably the biggest defeat they've had in a while, if you consider it. And now the Intermediate has been trying to win a championship. This is crucial now to see how they react to this for, for the rest of the championship. Yeah, and indeed, Owen, you know, with this group, you have Six Mile Bridge and Clarecastle. And, you know, Six Mile Bridge had a comprehensive victory over Clarecastle last night. Clarecastle, however by all accounts, played well, you know, scored 213, which is a score, you know, a decent score at senior level. Really, at this stage now, you know, and this is how they react to last night, and they'll be by, by positivity. Scarif have a big task on their hands to rise the challenge, which no doubt they will, but it's a massive game in three weeks' time, Scarif and Clarecastle. Absolutely, yeah, I know, it's, it's do or die for, for both, really, you know, you'd expect that the bridge will beat uh, all three teams in the group, well, Tones look very impressive today. You'd have to say out of the two games that they look like the second-place team in it. So it is down to between Scarif and, and Clarecastle just to see who possibly, whatever about thinking about a quarter-final or anything like that, is just to avoid that relegation. Uh, you know, two going down this year, it's it's a steep it's a steep uh, learning curve for Scarif. But, um, and then Clarecastle have hung on there in the last couple of years. So it'll be a very, very interesting game. But Scarif, you know, you'd say out of all the defeats, even though... Clark Castle probably lost by a bigger margin. They'd probably have more positivity than Scarif, who you know probably came into it with thoughts of maybe winning the game and now going away with maybe their tails between their legs. So as I said before, it's about how they respond to that now um, and really kind of get back on the front foot. Yeah, and I suppose on you know Scarif won the Division Two league this year, and maybe that league was maybe something that could come, came back to bite them, that they weren't at the pitch, they needed maybe after winning intermediate to be playing at a higher level, you were still kind of playing intermediate league teams or intermediate championship teams and that step up was just too big a gap to bridge. Yeah, there is that falseness that's there, you know, I mean, the, the, the kind of biggest one they had was Tubber, you know, and Tubber probably missing a few, you'd say as well, so... Um, you know, it, it probably wasn't the, the couple of tests that they could have done with. You know, if you saw Broadford, for instance, when they were coming up from, they were already in 1B and, and gone up to 1A uh, in the Clare Cup, you know, playing those experienced teams. Scarf only learned from it. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a very short education this year because of the two teams going down. So, and with no stipulation there that you maybe get two years at senior just to see how you'd fare. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough one because of the two teams and no one going down last year. Bradford got the benefit of that. Scarf are feeling the repercussions of that now. So, look, it's still very much there for them. You know, I don't think they're going to beat the bridge, but it'll be all down to that Clarecastle yeah. game. Indeed, Owen, you said it there about you know the relegation that and senior hurling is no place for hiding. You have you have to learn learn fast. Absolutely. Uh, and they gave a few guys debuts today. You know, that'll do them the world of good. Um, you know, they have a bit of experience there. They need the leaders to stand up. The management can only do so much. It's about the players going out there. And I think the the leaders within the group now need to be standing up and training the next couple of weeks. They have three weeks to, to get it right. And that's, that's plenty of time.
Indeed, with that, uh, we thank Owen Brennan for his input. And we now we go in the direction of Tulla and, of course, the man who's in, over there in charge. The man very good to see here in the Tulla Club. He always very courteous uh, there in Dr. Daly Park and a name synonymous with Tulla Hurling. And they opened up their intermediate champion campaign, championship campaign today with a rather facile victory over Cratlow, uh, three, 3.23 to 14 points. And we're joined by Brian Torpy of Tulla. Brian, you're very, very welcome. Thanks very much, Leo. The God that was some introduction. Ah, uh, but you're your some men, Brian. You're some men. You know you what I mean. So we, <laughs> we're trying to we're trying to learn this off for the last ten minutes. They are trying to build it up. Pat, I suppose, oh, yeah. uh, Brian, looking at it, um, look, it was obviously maybe Tuller would have rather expected a, a, maybe a more stern test today from Cratlow. But really, uh, Brian, you can only play about the opposition throws in front of you. And look, it is good to get the championship campaign up and running. And I suppose more important, a good victory for Tuller. Yeah. Um the scoreline doesn't do a justice to Cratlow's first half performance in particular. You know, um, they were a very gamey side, and, and um, but I think just uh, one or two of our better players shone out in the second half in particular. You know, and, and put the game away. Um, but yeah, you play, but you play what what the team has put up against you. And as I said, the first quarter definitely was competitive enough. I think it was only. Uh, one five to three points at the first water break, but that was the pattern thereafter. Each quarter was a similar score, like twenty eight points, uh, Cratchit three, you know. So it finished up that way, really, like kind of eight nine points. Twenty were scored each quarter, Cratchit were scored in three four points, you know. And Brian, it looks as, as by what you're saying, that, you know, Tuller were consistently good uh, throughout the hour, which is something maybe that could have been levelled at them maybe in in the other direction last year. That you know they seem to lull at times and let teams back into the game. You know, especially the Scarif game, they let Scarif get away and left it too late uh, to pull it back last year. Absolutely. Maybe it's something that they have learned from last year, and maybe the new management of Eamon Kelly and Jim McInerney and Timmy Hunt and them there, you know, experienced men, and they're not there. Hopefully, from a point of view, not going to let this happen this year? No, um, I wouldn't say not let it happen, but the lads last year, they tried what they thought was going to work and it didn't work on the day. And, you know, everything comes down to on the day. I mean, it is very early yet to be saying whether we've got it right or wrong now, but I mean, said Dara Curry was censored back last year. He was in forward today and he scored 2-4 from play. You know, so that's a, a seismic difference, you know, and now David wasn't playing today. David McInerney wasn't playing today. So, and and Brian, what's the update? I know David is struggling, and he was struggling with Claire with carrying this injury. What is the prognosis in David, and can we expect to see him in the taller colours in the next round, or is this injury going to seriously curtail his involvement in this championship? I'd say it will seriously curtail his involvement in the championship. You know, um, I don't know. I think he's a two weeks out again. I, I don't know if he'll be ready in two weeks' time or not. You know. Uh, yeah, it's it's actually it's kind of a discussion, isn't it? Where David was out injured, David Reedy was out injured. Um, there are savers um, that can't. Shane, O'Do- Shane, Shane O'Donnell came back for a, 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 a fleeting performance. Yeah, mm. yeah, and and Cahal Malone was out injured, and you know I think when you look at it, the county players have had such an intense eighteen months. I mean, they were hurling into county up to last Christmas, and then. Turn back into Inter County again. Like I mean, they're only humans too. Yeah, and and, and Brian, as you speak of player welfare, and it's something you know that we have to have to speak about. And you know, especially it's obviously the county player, and they're at it very, very serious. But 
I suppose we have been looking, there has been a lot of club players that have got injured that, you know, wouldn't come to the fore. But if you speak around the different clubs, all the clubs are carrying injuries. It's a constant team across the board, you know, and maybe getting back well, to doing their training on these hard grounds during the summer weather, it's maybe something that's going to have to be looked at, Brian. Well, I think what, what happened over the last, we call it two years now, we just with that lockdown, uh, fellas, I suppose, were doing the, the heavy work at home. Well, they might have been, but not... <clears throat> not enough to prepare them going back training, you know. I think you'd have to factor that into injuries now that fellas are coming back in to do real championship training, we'll call it, and they hadn't they hadn't the background work done over the winter to build up their own their own core strength. You know, I, I, I would be slow enough to to say that there's something to be looked at. I'd leave it until if we get back to a year for normal, whatever normal will be, but if we could get back to a normal year and see, you know, when they get the, the full season before and to build up their core energy, you know. But um, yeah, to go back, you, you, to go back to the game in hand today, though, so they were very happy to be playing. So we 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 had five minors playing, you know. So last time was just one team going in against, um, you know. To no, the, to I, 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 we see it in other games, Brian. Over the weekend, where a lot of young lads were, were thrown in and maybe you know suffered as a consequence. Too many maybe going in at the one time. It was ideal match, and I know Tulla have very good young players and great players coming through, which are going to be players, great players for Tulla in the near present and in the future. So look at, but just get to get them to get an hour of championship under their belt, and absolutely. look at you know a win and breed confidence as well. Oh, absolutely. Nothing succeeds like success. Uh, I mean, that's a fact. You win a game, you win a game, and that's it. But I think the the management team would be little level-headed enough. And I, I don't mean this any disrespect to Cratchit. I would never be disrespectful for any team that tugs out and play. But we were it was our second team we were playing, you know. And if you were meeting their first team, it would have been a different game. The speed, and you wouldn't have as much time in the ball, you know. Brian Patty here. First of all, well done on your victory today. I mean, it's, it's very important to get off to a, start, a winning start. Just an, on a general point that people are beginning to talk about, I suppose, there's, there's three or four teams in intermediate, second teams of senior clubs, and they're getting awful hammerings. I suppose Cratlow today yeah. got a, a decent beating. Uh, Clonair got an unmerciful hammering from Joseph's. Yeah. Remarker well beaten by Bodike. And I think just Clare Castle hammered by Rowan. Now, you know, is there a case to be made for getting a few more senior teams down from senior who would be good intermediate teams and getting uh, the, those weaker intermediate teams down to a really good junior or maybe a premier intermediate, intermediate with a, yeah. an ordinary... Do you know, it's something that needs to be looked at really seriously from a clear point of view, isn't it? Absolutely. And I couldn't agree with you more, Pat. Um, I remember when, when we were relegated, you know, they thought the, the sky was going to fall on top of them. <laughs> but I was talking to a couple of the lads and my own son is still involved with him you know and we I'm, t- I'm like, played very well today by all accounts he, he, he was alright yeah, today he was, he was I said I'd mention him on the radio happy a good man great man happy, great man happy out but um, I was saying to them the Christmas after the isn't it great to be turning into training for a competition that you have a realistic chance of winning very important, yeah. Brian, you actually said yeah, that to, you actually said that to us last year over in Budike when Budike yeah. play, or played Killinian. You actually you actually said that to us. You know that you've a realistic chance of winning. Now there's only one team going to win a competition, and the best to look to. But there are a number of teams that is now. I discussed this actually, which uh, and I won't name or I don't want to. Of a senior team who they were the same as ourselves when we were up there. We were struggling. I mean, it's an awful extra to have. We try and win one game. 
You know, and that's what you were training for. You were training to win one game so that you'd stay a senior. You know, I, I, I think we need to look at the whole structure and, and, and turn it around, you know. And uh, that I would be, personally myself, I think 12 senior teams and 12 uh, kind of premier intermediates and then 12 intermediates. I wouldn't go near the junior. The junior is a good competition and it's kind of self-sufficient when it's no one. I mean, if you look at the six-man bridge, you'll repeat him at the moment anyway. They're based a lot of teams. <laughs> Yeah, but of course that bridge, that probably that bridge junior A or junior B team was probably the junior A team maybe that won the junior A championship, and out of them yeah. they won the junior A championship yeah. only a couple of, few years ago. So yeah, they're a making team. No, but the point I was making, I'd leave the junior alone. Um, I, I think between the present intermediates and senior, you have uh, thirty-two teams. Yeah, thirty-two teams. No, go ahead. Yeah, that you could make three groups out of it. A kind of a, a state senior, uh, whatever they want to call it, premier intermediate or senior B, and then an intermediate. I think you had a very competitive game then, and you have to give it to them. I mean, the teams that were on the end of a hiding today, that stood there holding no wood, stood there, but not, you know. And Brian, even, you know, looking at this, I know a lot of the, say, the, on the Clanlera and Cretlow, you know, and they had good wins in the, in, 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 in the senior as well. And a lot of them are probably subs or maybe, you know, hopefully one or two might be hoping to get a run with their senior team. But yeah. realistically, for the rest of those players, uh, Brian, going back to training and choosing night, it's very, very demoralising. Correct. You know, and again, I'm prefacing all my remarks in case they'd be saying, oh, the taller t- t- lad was crowing about Babe Cretlow. No. But I agree, the point we're making is to make a competition, to give them competitive games. I, I, I don't know the score in the Tullara game, but I believe they got a clip it. 7-22 to 1-12. Yeah, so it says it all, really, doesn't it? It does, you know. And I mean, the same as above the senior level. Uh, if if the weaker team at senior got drawn against one of Einemone or the bridge... You could get some height. Yeah, there's no doubt, no doubt, no doubt about it. And, and Brian, looking at for Tulla going forward, you know they started off in a positive manner. Good to get the win in the first round. You know Tulla would be, I suppose, along with maybe St Joseph's and the Bridge Killaloo, would be most people's choices to get into the top four. Would you concur with that, or do you feel Tulla have a lot of work to do yet? I know we, we, we. I would think yeah we. We would think that, we'd like to think that we'd make it as far as the, the shake-up anyway, you know. Um, I mean, we we had a good old run with Scarif last year and they got the better of us the second day and they went on to win it, you know. So we'd like to think that we're up around that standard, you know. Good man, Brian. Good Sorry? No, I was just saying say that's, that you need to need to be positive and, and look at we'd be hoping that you know that those trophies would come back to East Clare and it would be great to get an East Clare team. And hopefully, we'll, back, we'll, hopefully back a little bit further east than Tully. Well Petty Brown comes from Bodike <laughs> and I think he should be back <laughs> in Bodike. But uh, I have to compliment your your co presenter there, Mr. McNamara, did a great win. For result, result uh, of the weekend, Brian. To very, be fair, very badly needed, Brian. But uh, you know, a few, a few younger lads now have taken leadership that we know needed the senior lads to kind of maybe retire. Brilliant senior older guys who had played into the late thirties indeed to oh, keep yeah. the thing together. But now the young lads are twenty four and five beginning to take leadership, and I think that was the key yesterday. So a great win. Yeah. Uh, Tuberville below Patrick Cotter, of course, and had two red cars. One was very late the game, but. Um, you know what we'll take we'll take it we need excuse me we needed it and you know the, the thing is to drive on now so let's see if we can 
If you ask, if you yeah. keep talking, no, Brian, and you ask Pat any more questions, by the way, Tubber only played with two or three. You know what I mean? But uh, no. I think we five or six enough before the game. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Torpy, as always, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, lovely to talk to thanks. you. And we'll get more of your views as the championship goes on, Brian. Go to Mila Mahogas. Slow and Brian. Slow fall. Pat, in fairness to Brian there, you know, he hit the nail in the head. He followed on what Danny was saying. There seems to be a kind of a, a view, and we'll, we might get the views of, of, of the rest of them as well. But Tulla have set down a marker, Pat, for the first round intermediate championship. Kretler's second team are never a pushover. They'll always, if, I suppose, they'll stay with you for a while. But as Brian said, Tulla were consistently nine points to three up, and it, it, that showed reflected in yeah. the final scoreline. And I suppose recently, Pat, they were unlucky to lose to Scarif last year, even though Scarif were just about the better team. Scarif went on to win it. Tulla look like a team that are going to be there thereabouts at the very end. They do, and you know what's interesting, look at the score lines in the Intermediate Championship uh, this weekend, uh, Leo, in that, you know, I know goals, like, I wouldn't count the goals that much because, you know, you can have a, a day when soft ones go in, etc., etc. Had it happened ourselves last year, maybe against Tulla themselves, but, you know, you look at the points tally, and the points tally of the leading teams, like Tulla, 23 points, uh, Smith O'Brien's 21 points, and Joseph, 22 points, yourself, 17 points, uh, Smith, <coughs> the bridge, 20 points, uh, all scoring a few goals as well, you know, but the points means they're shooting, they're shooting well, they're in lots of position, and, uh, you know, the point is often harder to get to the goal if you know than if you know what I mean because you know it means you have to work a shot in that goal. Sometimes goals can be brilliantly worked, other times they can be you know softer mistakes or whatever. So um, there's a few teams there obviously in the in 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 the leading bracket, and uh, we'll be hoping that the likes of Padraig and Kilkenny will be joining the, that leading bracket. But there's a long, long way to go in this. I think Rowan maybe have made a little marker as well that they're not going away uh, too far either. No, indeed, they have players back as well. Pat, we'll be talking again in, in, in a moment. And now we're going to be joined uh, by uh, Matthew McMahon. Matthew, a very, uh, Matthew's, I suppose if we said Matthew, everybody would know who we're talking about. But indeed, it is uh, uh, Matthew McMahon. And uh, Matthew, you're very welcome once again. Thank you, Leo. Thank you. Matthew, I suppose, unfortunately, you know, the Mills went down uh, to Clanlara today. But by all accounts, a very high quality championship match, uh, Matthew. It was a fair championship game. It was an it was an unusual game. Um, I see the the Mills were only only beaten by four points, and you'll see when I, I expressed kind of amazement at that. You'll know where I come to after a while. Um, the first eleven and a half minutes of this game was uh, totally a yellow uh, onslaught. Uh, I had five points on the board inside eleven and a half minutes, and amazingly, they didn't score again until the twenty third minute. And at that stage, they were one five to six pints down. Now, the Mills went from five pints down after 11 minutes, and they led after 22 minutes by one five to five pints. Um, and were at that stage, full value for it, but you couldn't see it happening after 10 minutes. Uh, the goal came from Colin Crehan from a penalty after 21 minutes. Now, he was moved out the field a bit, and he kind of came more into the play and set up a, a good few scores. Um, then Tots and Sean Cotter landed a couple of eight points of the Mills it was one eight to eight points so the goal was still between them after 28 minutes and the Mills finished the first half very very well when, when um, they had two three, three points Conor Henry uh, Jacob Lucknan and Sean Cotter um, they had three points for the Mills to put them 111 to one eight in front and such was their dominance of the last 20 minutes uh, there were full value for that Um both teams were accused of missing. I just have a note written down here in the 31, the 31st minute, Sean Cotter's point, to put the Mills 111 to 8 points up. You know, you could say nothing, only the two solid missing 
by Tunzara that, that uh, put him in, put him in that position. And then in the second half, uh, as I said, it was only them to eight points. And before the third minute, the sides were level. Tundara went on a rampage inside three minutes. John Condon touched a substitute who came on Dave Fitzgerald played very well. He got a point. Was former, them, former county minor. Yeah, and um, then uh, Cormac Dun- Dunham got into the great goal. Now, it's also fair to say that John Condon was causing Conor Cooney uh, quite a bit of difficulty, we'll put it like that, in, when the ball came in very fast and direct. Um, then Michael O'Loughton, his, uh, his father's a never mind down here in Claremont, he scored two points. And um, while I would have to say that the referee had, had a very good game, but... Um, the, the, the free that 13 point that, uh, was given away after nine and a half minutes um, locked and pointed a great long range free but literally the Clunlara man had he done was in possession of a ball and he was trying to get forward the Clunlara man came straight into him we talked a back last night and literally allowed him to his to what could say AR and he blew Paddy Dunn and lined down the ground for over carrying the ball your man actually steamrolled him and and didn't and there wasn't uh, he gave the free to Clonara they got the point but within two minutes afterwards Michael Lockton part of his brother oh I know him good he, hurler good hurler a good hurler centre back a good hurler but he, he gave away a free to the Mills for a less of a challenge than than his counterpart put in and he actually got black carded for us now you know you talk of inconsistency among referees. Um, but this was when the one referee within within two or three minutes of each other, and I'm not I'm not saying there's any bearing anything, but my God, it was, it was frustrating to watch it. Now again, coming back to the second half, actually Clonlara led after nine and a half minutes by one thirteen to one uh, uh, one eleven. So the Mills had failed to score in the nine and a half minutes after doing so well before half time. Uh, then the Mills were level with Jacob and two frees. Uh, Keen Moriarty and Michael Lockton again had points for the uh, Clondana men and Jacob again levelled Fitzgerald got in on the scoring uh, Carl McDonovan had another point and Lucknan kept the Mills in touch 115 to 117 um, so you know they, they were going well uh, Colin Galvin has a great point from out the field John Conlon Jacob Stan and Tots did as Tots does as sweet as little pint as you ever saw from over near the, the CBS into the old scoreboard gold. And um, what I can't actually understand is that Tandara only won by four points, such as the dominance of the second half. Now, I was at the junior match, down, or the intermediate match down in Tandara, and you know, a lot of these people were, you know, kind of dejected or whatever the proper word is. But, like, you know, they didn't do so badly for having been outshot for a lot of the second half and you know if I was on there I'd nearly be half still anxious because they shouldn't they were in the second half there were more than four points in my view a better team than the Mills you know you know, if you come in if you come in after half time you know there was only one team in it and I give credit to the Mills for being so close despite being on the what I would call the back foot for, for a long time. And I suppose, Matt, you, you know, the, the Mills got to the county final last year and played some tremendous hurling and came up again a, a superior team, bridge team in the county final. But having said that, I know the bridge, uh, the Mills were, were, suffered a blow when they were missing Brian Donlan and uh, losing Brian Donlan. And Brian Donlan has been one of the talisman really for the Mills. And what's, he, you know, he's a man that really, he's probably one of the unsung leaders, I suppose, really. He really thrives on the Mills. And I suppose, really, his leadership maybe was very much missed. 
Yeah, well, you can look at you can look at things two ways now, Leo. You can look at a thing as a reason or an excuse. And um, if you want an excuse, you could say, Brian Donnan, well, I agree 100% with everything you have said. But, like, needs most needs do. And it's up to these other players then who had more experience since today than they had this day, 12 months. And I remember back when I did the input into the radio station, going back between the Mills and Broadford last year, and somebody said to me, I don't know who was on it from the studio, about the Holland. And, you know, I said, you know, despite the fact that they had so little done, it was a real championship game. And the Mills, you know, you can use the Brian Donnelly issue, uh, Jerry Cooney, I don't know what his story, he didn't take on the back. <clears throat> but the Mills in control in the first half, they played a sight of, I think in modern term is, gave the ball away, unforced errors coming out from behind in the first half, you know, just wasn't finding. But the one thing that, if I was to be critical of the Mills, I, I have more critical of them in the situation that last year they showed woeful appetite and bite. Now, maybe it was the broader thing, but they showed it for the year. And whatever about our hurling today, I have liked to have seen more bite in them if you understand where I'm coming from, you know. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, uh, Matthew, looking at that, it really mirrors uh, the O'Connell's Mills that we've seen in the last number of years. And I, we don't want mm. to be critical. And look, we all want the Mills to do very, very well, as you well know. But they seem, well, to, play, anyway. they, they seem to play <laughs> at a great height one year, uh, Matthew, and then the following year just seem to go down to a, a, a lower level. Yes. What is it? Well, is I, it just a smaller I wouldn't, club? Yeah, I wouldn't utterly, I wouldn't be knocking them this evening on their performance today I, I would have liked to have seen more um, hip in their step if that's the most polite way yeah. that I could put it um, you know the, the more a bit more urgency and coming back to what I said a minute ago if there was a bit more urgency maybe some of those deliveries from the back we call it would have found their intended home rather than not sticking if you understand me and that's in a tight game, then that puts you under pressure. And and uh, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be panicking this evening, you know, because uh, because they were beaten by by four points from Zara. I would be panicking because from the second half they should have been beaten by more than four points from Zara. So you know, there's, it's uh, the fellow says the hen and egg. You know, who's in the better position? I mean, turned out they are. Because they have a game won, you know, and and um, but a lot of Holland, uh, a lot of Holland no, to be played in that group yet. There's no doubt a lot of Holland, and, and you know they, they had the good players, and and uh, what you call uh, Conlon did, did, you know, he caused awful havoc up, havoc up front, and the Galvans popped up now and again, and Tots Asher Tots is yes. he, he, he's he's a he's a sweet operator. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But uh, the two the, my my two <laughs> former neighbours, the Olaplans, I mean, you know, they, they're. They're good players. They have a good team, and uh, well, you know, I wouldn't write the obituaries and obituary for Clonmel by a long shot yet. But you know, they will meet teams with more intensity than the Mills give, um, put in front of them today. But Matthew, oh, okay. look and Matthew, looking at Clonmel, as you said, you know, they probably will uh, get a stiffer challenge, maybe. But O'Connell's oh, Mills will will be de- will will are not far from gone yet. But Clonmel, Clonmel, there's a myth about Clonmel. Um, 
Matthew, as you well know, like everybody else, that Clannaris really their biggest opponents is themse- in, are themselves. And did you see a different approach from Clannara today? No, all of, all of, it, of course, John Conlon was back, and John Conlon, look, we all can talk about John Conlon. He, he played centre back for Clare in the Championship. There was many people were saying he would have been better off if we had him above in the forwards. I suppose he kind of answered that question. He said he gave Rocky uh, Connor a, a, a tough test today. Um, can can Conlon can this year be really be the man that could? Could Clare beat the dark horses again? I know. Look at a lot of people would tip him and say every year they could do it this year. Is there a realistic chance, looking after today, uh, Matthew, that uh, Cannon Hamilton could make his way down to the southeast again? Well, I, I, I'm quite aware of what I'm going to say now next day, Leo, and and I'm going to talk out of both sides of my mouth. Uh, yes and no, and the reason I would give yes to that is that there could be real life contenders if they played it direct quickly and uh, quickly and and quickly and quickly and direct mean the same thing you know but what I hated about them and this is why I say and I hated you know generally you, you know my 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 my, my theory on, on on the shot game um they were play, trying to play it out from behind and when you're trying to play it out from behind you're playing with fire unless it's really good and then while, while you're bringing it out, you have uh, a lethal forward, which is John, which John Cannon is. I have no no problem saying that he's a lethal forward, a lethal player. But like the one thing he can't do is he can't huddle if he hasn't the ball. Yeah, very, 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 very understandable. There's no doubt about that. And 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 while to you, while while you'll be, I was going to say something else. While you'll be messing around with a ball in your own half back line, going from Tom to Jerry to post the pillar, you know. I, I'd make Conlon work if I was from Dara. That's my attitude in that. And, you know, I'm not a coach or anything like that. But he won't huddle with, with the ball coming through the channels. And it's given lads too much time to, as a finish, get, get inside his shot. And uh, the quick ball is the ball that all forwards. Well, so they tell me anyway. Love to get. Yeah, and, and, and it's the ball and the, and the ball that the backman trades. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and 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 I I wouldn't rule them off, but you know, if 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 they if they start going through the the lines that I don't like, um, I don't think they will bring Cannon Hamilton home. Now, that's not a criticism; it's just an opinion. <laughs> no, but it, not far not far from the, not far from the two theatre. Metro, as always, thanks very much for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarlet Bay Community Radio, not and, we, and we look forward to getting more of your views later on as the championship progresses, and hopefully the Mills with the next day will play themselves back into contention of what is a really competitive group. And of course, as Anthony Foley uh, reminded me down in Clonlara, uh, Brendan, sorry, sorry, not Brendan, Anthony, reminded me down in Clonlara where to go. Uh, I'm not going to tip anybody to win, win or come second in the county championship because uh, I kind of forgot <laughs> highly rated from the All Ireland. So you <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of that. <laughs> oh, I tell you one thing: there's no better man than Brendan Foley here. He, 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 he's like the bad penny. He'll always remind you of something that that, that you have said. There's no doubt about that. Metro, as always, got to meet him Good. Done. And thanks to Matthew. Pat? And now, Leo, it's time to put you on the spot for a little while yourself because we're turning our attention back to the Intermediate Championship hurling and you first this afternoon. Your own your own uh, native club, Dyke had a, a good win over the market for 17 to 3 goals and 10. And first of all, I've got to get a general view on the game and uh, by asking you also, was it Paddy Fitz show and some support or was there a more even spread of, of scores, etc.? 
Well, Pat, you know, first of all, it's a, a great win for Bodike. You know, the first round is, is you know, they're in the four men, four team group with Rowan and Clare Castle, and they were, there's no doubt they were worried going into the going into the game today, going playing the market. When you're playing these second teams, you're not really sure of what you know. You're not really yeah. sure of what you're going to get. But Ike, you know, their their league form, to be quite fair, was patchy. There's no doubt about that. Their challenge game circuit since was patchy. Talking to a number of people during the week, were worried, very worried about the game. What were they going to get? But, and in fairness to Bodike, they started off, there a few people, you know, younger lads making their debuts today, and she's like, she's like all teams, I suppose, you, you have to go with you, and you either sink or swim after that, you know, but... Brave they, decision, a brave decision to do that, in fairness. A brave decision, but in fairness, those younger lads have been playing, have been playing well, and, and deserve their chance. Now, one or some, some, Sean Moore found the going a small bit tough, but Bodike was struck a, 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 a signal blow within 30 seconds, and what a reality check. There was a quick goal from the market uh, from Noel Frawley, right? And I think, but what he done was, he stumped Bodike and, and, and shoved him into, into, into action, really, <clears> you know. And they had Sean Wiley back, at, back at, at, at fullback today and maybe many people would rather see him out the field. I'd rather see him out the field further myself. But, you know, he was in at fullback and he was a driving driving the team back from, from back there. Keemanog had been missing for all but Ike's league campaign and, and some of the challenge game. Keemanog was back in today and playing at left half back. Shawnee Dial was uh, was playing as centre back and kind of as a, as a sweeper role alongside uh, Kevin Drost. But Minogue was absolutely phenomenal at left half back. Right, he actually went in centre back in a switch with Shawnee in the second half. But Minogue was really head and shoulders above every other player on the pitch in. My hollow hair parked on in Crater today. That doesn't surprise me too. Much. I mean, he's serious in the air and Pat, red, like, uh, a, dri- a driver of the inspiration of the team, really. Pat, if you were to count on, on stats, the number of catches he got today, mm-hmm. I'd say it was in double figures. You know, yeah. such was his such was his dominance and his delivery of the ball up into the forwards was absolutely, you know, uh, exemplary. You know, and he gave the likes of Patrick Fitzgerald. Petty is better better known now. Petty ended up with, with, with two goals and number of points, but really, it wasn't the Petty show today. There's no doubt about that. There was a, a cousin of Petty's, a young dad making his debut inside corner forward, uh, Jamie O'Donnell. His Liam, Liam, his brother Liam was was right. forward. Not many would know about Jamie O'Donnell, right? Outside of outside of East Clare, but O'Donnell has is very low to the ground. He's a small light filler. To me, he was and Tiernan Slattery, uh, uh, who would be predominantly a defender, mm. which in everyone's guise, and I suppose they decided to try him up in the forwards. Now, he was getting on a lot of position in the challenge games, not scoring, but today everything he touched turned to goal, and maybe it was the fact that his cousin was inside and calls a party gill file for the market. Really, <laughs> maybe might have might have driven him on, driven him on also. But those two lads in corner forward were out in front of them in and causing the, causing major major problems for the market every time the war went in and they were either fouled you know and there was great work uh, Jamie was, was pulled well, got a great pass across onto the ground for Petty Fitz to get a goal which was the difference between the teams in the first half do you know what I mean exactly, and Ike yeah. went in I suppose 3-6 to 2-4 at half time after playing against a strong enough breeze so to all intents and purposes the game was really over at half time but to go through you know the, the spread of scores no, Petty was getting the scores. He wasn't getting them all. He decided to, to lay off some ball. The O'Donnells, you know, the Shiny Dye got a pint from centre-back. You know what I mean? Um, the half-forward line, without Ian Murray, Ian Murray was there but wasn't playing. Okay. No, there's something about a disciplinary issue or, or, or something. There's something that... Was he tugged? He was tugged. Yeah. He was tugged and didn't come on in, 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 in the six. Serious missing in fairness. So, mm. Ian's preparation for the game has, hasn't been the best to be quite honest about it he hasn't been around there's work commitments and that okay. and he's in Limerick a lot so it's, it's helped for him uh, to make the training it seems but 
the sectors in their wisdom decided to decided to leave him out today and um, maybe to maybe tell him you have to book up Ian for, for the next day whatever to get back in he has three weeks to you know but there's no doubt if Fit Murray would be a major asset to Budaik but um, you know at the, at the moment there seems to be something going on there which is not quite right hopefully they'll sort it out and, and, and that he will be back in the Budaik colours because we can't afford to be missing players uh, like him absolutely Do you know and, and Leo just just to uh, maybe get more information on, on the whole thing with, with, your, with your squad I mean would you say the team that started was probably near close enough to the strongest leaving Ian Murray out of it and also when you look around at the bench are there serious players to come on and change a game with the bench you had today no I, I think Pat to be fair to the management the, the best 15 players bear bear um, Ian Murray, Ian Murray were, were on the field to play today you know um, I suppose there was a couple of positions maybe up for grabs there's no doubt about that um, I suppose maybe one or two players will be feet, maybe this evening might feel a bit the heat might feel a bit hot you know they might be you know have um, itchy feet for the yes. next couple of weeks but that's what training is about and that's what's going to bring him on in, in, in the next couple of weeks like do you know what I mean um, Kevin Drost was back today played okay at wing back like for the men first back you had Young McKinnon was Easy making player, his yeah. Young McKinnon from Johnson to, uh, Cahill was making his debut at wing forward doing a lot of our work maybe found to go on a small bit tougher times uh, market had a good enough half back line as I said O'Donnell and Slattery were, were absolutely outstanding in the two corner forwards Great to hear. Uh, young Tomas Minogue Tomas Minogue in the middle of the field uh, son of, of the same yeah. name um, better known maybe as Tommy played in the middle of the field his first big game absolutely outstanding first half He's delivered the ball into the forwards except Dimpry. And then in the second half when Bodike had to win the game seemed to pass him over us in the field, you know, mm. to bypassing him on, on all sides. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And Petty Fitz, of course, was rush, was swinging from wing to centre to full and, you know, he showed all his repertoire of scores. Uh, Fionn Slattery, centre forward, moving the ball quite well, especially in the second half. You know, he'd be predominantly a backman or a centre field man. Another man shoved up into the forwards, you know, for to try and boost the forwards. But, I thought you know it's a long time since Budaik scored four seventeen. Absolutely, but Leo, you're mentioning an awful lot of young players there under the age of say twenty three or four, which is very very important and brilliant for the club that you have those lads there. Pat, to be honest, Patrick Fitzgerald is what twenty six years of age. Mm. You see that maybe he's at the very outside. Mm. Actually, himself and and Anna Dial are the two oldest men on the team, and that's that amazing. and that shows the, the the youth that's on. And now the day was perfect today. The day was dry. It was absolutely mm. perfect. No market wasn't the stiffest challenge they're going to get, but really again to like all the other teams are playing. Stone there to get a, a, a decent game in without maybe you know being I guess one of the top three or four teams and just get that that momentum going for the next day. Well, I obviously with Padraig Pat and, and it, it seems to be all through the years that you know if Padraig lose the first match or lose a match, they're 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 in trouble. You know what I mean? How to get momentum? Of their four years that they've been intermediate, this is the third time that they've won the first round. You know, and you know momentum builds momentum. But I played quite well against St. Joseph last year. They gave St. Joseph the big lead and, and, and nearly threw him back. That's right. Right, you know, and a lot of people were surprised that Eric Minogue pulled out of the management and he had done a great job in the promise, two years he was there, promise, right? Yeah, a lot of promise shown, yeah. And they had to drive on, and especially with the younger players coming through. But for Bodaik for the num- next number of years, I think we've said it a couple of times here, and Sean Holland would have said it, the, the younger players are coming through and we have to make hay over there while the sun is shining. When you get these young players through... You know, Cormac Tracy came on as a sub there today. So he came and he would have been playing last year. Many, a lot of people would have expected him maybe to start today. He came on as well. You know, there's other players there that, um, you know, and I suppose Gavin Moroni came on today. They gave their few subs. Oshin mm. Satsi had been carrying an injury into the game. He came on. They also have one or two players, maybe maybe two or three players maybe that are still eligible to play junior that maybe if there's a stiffer challenge today may have come on also. And I think maybe that was the management's reason for leaving them on. Albeit, Scoring 4-17, Pat, 
they also conceded three ten, which can be a worry that if you were playing a stronger team, maybe yeah. that you know that that might come. There was a because yeah, the teams that got badly beaten only scored. Cratley uh, got fourteen points only, one twelve for Clonlara. They were well beaten as well. Um, I see one seven for Castle, which was very low, and then three ten from the market looks a little bit more impressive for them. But then again, the market are a little bit better than maybe than the than Clonlara and and and, uh, and maybe Clonlara or maybe you know. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Like, and I suppose really if you were to have all 50 M10 well at the one time you, you'd say it's a, a, a great thing you know in fairness the experienced boys really were, you know were driving you had Anna Dylan Wiley in the full back line you had Keem and Ogan Shani Dylan the half back line maybe we struggled a bit maybe in the middle of the field and, and Numerkin maybe had a strangle hole there uh, slightly Paddy Fitz of course uh, in the half hour and was showing great leadership the jewel there. Crown, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and then in fairness the two boys Stathry yeah, and O'Donnell yeah. the two corner forwards Liam O'Donnell Doing work quietly, got away with his, got away with his business. Maybe ran, went, left out the space and left it for the two boys inside. But really, the two boys in the two corners were, were, were and I suppose Minogue, they were really the shine. Even though Petty Fitz ended up with his two goals, but in fairness, they gave the ball a lot of the time to the men in the better position, which is what they're trying to do. And yeah. look at hopefully it's the start of something good. And well, Leo, just trust of all, it is, hopefully it is because that's fantastic detail as we'd expect from you with your knowledge of the game of of, of getting every player that played mentioned and, and how they played their role today. So good start for Bodike and they be looking with confidence to the next rounds and hopefully for them as well that there's getting to knockout stages just before I leave you Leo from this section um, some very interesting results overall in the, in the intermediate championship it looks like it's going to be a really fascinating and intriguing championship as it nearly always is Pet, look at many people and, and most people in Clare mm. will tell you that Petty Brown, the champ, to me, the championship is the hardest one to win. We'll be talking to Brendan Foley yeah, in a moment, sure, and I know he yes. probably will concur with that. They have they won it there a number of years ago and have found it very hard to win it since it is most competitive. Obviously, people will say St. Joseph's and Tulla are the standout teams at the moment. Killaloo, look at Tulla only lost to Scarif by two points last year. Scarif we trying to win it. Mm. Killaloo lost out. <coughs> in, in, in in extra time yes. to Scarif, you know, I suppose by the by the minimum, would they have gone on to be be, be um top in the final? I think they would have. You know what I mean? So um Killeen- there's going to be a dark horse in where's world, whether it's Bodike, whether it's Rowan, whether it's Kalina or Partee in a surprising result as well. So an awful lot to look forward to Leo. Yeah, and, and funny enough, I seen Partee earlier in the year and they played Bodike beyond in the challenge match and were quite impressive. Yeah. Right. They were quite impressive. Because they're often talked about we give up talking about them recently because they let you know the Lithans is down so badly by not performing. But up to two or three years ago, they were always talked about as as a semi final team and did reach that stage a few times back in the earlier, you know, earlier in this decade. But um Kind of forgotten about in the last year or two. Yeah, and I suppose we'd have been talking about Corofin, and Corofin came mm. within to a referee's decision of beating Killaloo last right. year, that famous referee's decision. Then I can still see Petsy Fatri, Petsy Fahey doing river dance over the sideline there in front of the in front of the dugout. Do you know what I mean? But um, d- decisions can change matches. They, they even out, I suppose, over the year. Corofin would have been expected to go well in the championship. The pressure is now on them. Pertin have, have, I suppose, mm. for the match. We are saying that both of them had to win to, mm. to you know, to, to to avoid trouble further on, you know, because the stronger teams may be there with them. Pertin, no, and you know, look at Pertin, I suppose, predominantly would be in the early Limerick there. I suppose they'd have the, the, the reputation maybe as being as, as townies. That's and right, you know, you know yourself with the townie teams, you know what I mean? Once they, on roll, once they, once they get on, once they get a roll, they're, they're very, get on, they're finding it very hard to stop. Do you know what I mean? So, but look at. It makes it even more intriguing. Of course, the change Joseph's scoreline stands out, but look, we'd have to take the, the level of opposition in, into, account, yeah. into account of that. And they were going to get a bounce from Michael LaFayle and Shane Downing on their first day out also, no, coming back no on question. the team last year. Absolutely. Pat, you're, qu- so, you're quite um, 
deliberately left out Kilinina. And I have to go and say again, once again, the results of the weekend for me, and I know Brendan will concord with his thoughts, as has everybody else, and many people I spoke to down in, in Crato today at the Balike match. Kilinina have set himself set down a marker. And going back to the Tolo game last year that Brendan and yourself were at Pat as well. On that day, only for errors goals, in, de- yeah. in defence in the mm. first half, Kilinina were more than a match for Tolo on that occasion. And, you know, I think and we, we spoke with if Kinina could solidify themselves at the back you know what I mean that they'd be more than a match for anyone they've proved it they've come out and beat a team who've been in the final was it five out of the last six years in Tubber and Kinanina have set down a marker also maybe with the younger players it may be a year too soon but they're there in the mix so Pat you, there is, you can't rule anyone in or anyone we, out for we, this we, intermediate we championship we'll talk about that again anyway so <laughs> at some stage but uh, I presume uh, we're going to have Brendan to talk yeah, we, about we know, the Ryans we know, we, and the Mills uh, they a good victory there and maybe a general look at the intermediate as well but it's turning out to be a fascinating, a fascinating event already uh, the intermediate championship so I'm not sure is, is Brendan ready to go yeah we, we uh, know I think we have Brendan we have Brendan we have Brendan Foley on the line our East and, expert and Brendan is going to say how close the game was between Smith O'Brien's and Mills and the Mills even though it's just 221 uh, to 111 and uh, by Brendan's re- uh, reckoning will have no hope no, right the champ. there's no doubt about that good evening Brendan Foley you're very very welcome how are you, Lance? How are you keeping? Not too bad. Oh, very, very serious here about about uh, what's it, with the rise chances of walking away with this championship. Brendan, I suppose. Congratulations to both you and great, a great win for your club the weekend. Anyway, there's no other good win for all weekend for all three of us. In fairness, yeah. yeah, and I suppose that's what you want here in the Scarif Bay Community Radio uh, area, Brendan. And I suppose also to yourselves, congratulations on getting the campaign up and running. It could have been a tricky assignment, Brendan, but I suppose once the Middles maybe lost their senior game in, 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 in Cusick Park, maybe deflated some of their, their players a small bit. But really, Smith O'Brien had to go out, they had to get the job done, and Brendan, they've done it quite clinically. They did, Leo. Um, I, I, I agree with you there with the Middles, you know, I suppose they did deflate them, but the last one of their main players from Flaherty, Aidan Flaherty, there was a lot of talk actually below. He only came on the last couple of minutes in the park against um, Clonlara and you know it, it, I think we, it disrupts the team an awful lot uh, you know with your second team especially if you if you lose a player a couple of hours before a championship match you know it can upset the thing it knocks management out it's a small bit of sink out as well but in fairness it's O'Brien they hit the ground running uh, to win seven points and that not after ten minutes got really more done uh, Tommy Redding got a goal. There were one seven, I think it was one seven to a point at the water break or around that, uh, and tapped on a couple of scores then to make it a half time one fourteen to one two. Um, second half, we started very poor. Uh, management will not be happy. Uh, probably took the foot off the gas a bit. The Millions came out and found some of the rattled over five points. Uh, you know, no, we were still in control of the match, but. You know, when you're playing a match like that, uh, you, you have to keep your foot on the throat the whole time as they keep saying. And the players seem to slacken off. And the, the next thing, when they came back in the start of the, sec- the second quarter, everything is quarters now uh, of the of the second half. They started motoring. And, you know, a good score. Tommy Redden ended up with 1-8. Uh, Mikey O'Shea had a fine game. Delighted for Mikey O'Shea because Mikey O'Shea, to me, is a guy on his day is unmarkable. But... You need to get the best out of Mike. We used him well today. Mike Goff at centre-forward contributed an awful lot. Defensively, I thought we were very good. 
Uh, Brenda, Brenda, can I, Brenda, do you mind if I just come in there for a second and, and going, it's, it's on that team of defensively this weekend so far we've seen three or four outstanding defensive performances um, Rory Hayes for Shannon was outstanding uh, yesterday um, Leo says that uh, that, that uh, Keen Minogue was outstanding for Budaik in defence again Cahal Noonan for us was brilliant full back yesterday and I'm just going to come to that now and let you continue was Key, did Keen Nolan cement his, his reputation as one of the finer defenders in the county? Without shadow, without pass, you know he said he solidifies everything back there. He makes everything it. solid. Did you play him? Call, did you play him cornerback, Brendan? No, fullback. All right, fullback, uh, best position for him. Solid all day. I think they put two or three different players in on top of him. Uh, you know he just commands the area, but what he does, he knits everything together back there as well. You know he keeps the guys in front of him under toes. Guys listen to him, they tune into him. Uh, he's a leader. He leads from the front and, and fellas ruin behind him. And, uh, you know, like that, the experience for Keane being in the player set up as well is great for the club and it's good for Keane as well. Delighted you know, to hear it. He's um, a player I, I admire greatly as well. Glad to hear that, yeah. Well, like, you know, if you want to win anything, then you have to be solid in defence. Yes, you, know, you, start, you start at home. Forwards win games, defences win championships, they say, yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, you have to. You have to be solid in defence and you make sure that you're, you're, you're tight and you're solid and you're conceding very little. Uh, you know, we still have a lot to work on, to be honest about it now. We put 221 on the board. The keeper made some good saves for the middles. Uh, we, we were very sloppy in, in various parts of the game. But there was a lot of aspects too that we were good in. And it's good to go back to training that you have something to work on. Like, you know. But look, it was a first round. You want to wipe off the cobwebs. You know, and get motor and get your campaign on the go. And look, they done what they had to do. Um, you know, the, uh, overall a good, a good solid performance. That's the way it would put a lot more to do. And, and Brendan, as you said, that's exactly what you want in your first round: good solid performance, and with plenty of work to do. And there's a lot of hurling, as you will know, to be played in this championship yet. But there will, you know, there will be an extra pep in the step when they go back to training during the week as they prepare for the next round. Usher, look, when you win the first round, like when we were doing the preview the other night, you know, how many times do we say the first game is crucial? Momentum, yeah. It just It just gets everything going. Like, you know, if you lose the first game, you know, you, you're struggling, you, you, you struggle to get, I won't say you struggle to get into training, but there's a sort of a, a downbeat is, yeah. mood and, you know, um, as, as compared to the win, everything is on a, an, an upward curve and, uh, you know, it, it just I mean, it starts off. You get up to a good, a good, a good ground, and and you walk from there. Like you know, and like you know, like to me, the, I know you were previewing there earlier on, but to me, you were talking about Partine Corafin. I just did not see that coming after Corafin last year, and after seeing Partine last year, and Pat rightly alluded. They've let us down so many times. It's like you've done the bonus ball in the latter. <laughs> you, you just keep up doing it. Like, man, you know what I mean? Uh, you, won, you won the latter a long time ago, you're not telling us. James, I wish. But, like, you know, and I'm delighted for Pertine because I remember last year when we covered them both, we were saying, you know, they might come to the table, but Scarab just blew them away. Yeah. And like, it's not so long ago that they were in the county final. And, and and on the same day, Brendan, only for a magnificent save by Aver Quilligan uh, towards the end of the game, Pertine could have very well snuck that intermediate championship. And uh, Quilligan doing the business again today for Fecal, which we're going to talk about later later on again. But uh, Brendan, at the end of the day, look, a great win for Killaloo. Great win for all the teams in East Clare, really, in the intermediate championship. You know, Killanina, Tulla, 
But I, you know, and yourselves, four teams that will hopefully have a big say by the time this is over, you know. And look at it, he's going to keep the interest going and, and, and keep us all going, hopefully for weeks to come, Brendan. Oh, these twins, Leo. Like, you know what I mean? And, and delighted because, you know, we've we seen the effort that Bodike put in last year. We covered him a couple of games there. And, you know, I think we were saying it was a long time since they put three championship wins together. It was two or three championships. We don't know what we were saying about yep. the end of the game. And they put in a right good solid performance against um, St. Joseph's. And we, we, we came away from Tullet that day saying, Bodike need to kick on now. And, you know, build on the work that was done last year. Don't sit under laurels, you know, and and, 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 and continue on the, the upper curve. And, like, I remember saying at the path above in, in what I last year when Kilinina played Tulla. That game I'd like, like to forget, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I know, I know, as a, in the game, Patrick. Oh, I know what you mean, I know, exactly, it, yeah, you're right. And analyze that game. He cocked up a lot, but you could have scored an awful lot. And that, to me, was the night I kept saying to you that I couldn't see Tolo winning it because it, yeah, they were going to concede too much. In fairness, you did, yeah. 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 You know, and, and, and for he, 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 he could have put 220 on the board. Actually, and if you yeah. could get that on the board, you can solidify it in your defence, <clears> which we're talking now about getting defence solid. Yeah, you and... Know, and, 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 and yeah. And indeed, Brendan, also too, you know, I, I see with Kilinina, they had a lot of no, younger players on last night, but I had a lot of younger players on today. Tola have younger players on today. I presume Kilo had maybe one or two younger players on. Just fresh energy into the group as well. And that creates a new dynamic for all the teams, Brendan. It does. And, you know, you have to walk the bench. You have to, you know, it's the day of 15, it's a 20 man game. You know, <laughs> you, you, you see, you see James Horton at three in the football. He emptied the bench when the kitchen sink it is. You know, you have to have the bench now to come in. You have fellas there that'll give you 35, maybe 40 minutes and you need someone else to continue on that that, uh, that final 20 minutes to kick on, like, you know, when when, when the game is in the mental pot. But it's a squad game now, you know, like, before before there was very little substitutions going back over the years. The 15 were playing and you might get one or two to come in. And even if you're about to be taken off, you'd run to the other side of the field to make sure we weren't taken off. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I know, no. But um, do you know what I mean? But like, it's about the twenty-man squad. It's about building, building, building the blocks, as they say. And you know, it's great for these player teams. Absolutely fantastic. That you know, it is the hardest championship to win in any county is intermediate championship. And Brendan, you I know, suppose before we let you go, Brendan, again. Uh, we've asked all the people St. Joseph's I suppose many people's favourites along with yours, one, in, in, I suppose maybe at the top of the pile maybe for I'm not sure sure why we are saying but 7-22 against Clannera 1-12 a rather facile victory doesn't do anything for St. Joseph's doesn't do anything for Clannera and doesn't do anything for the Intermediate Championship No it, it doesn't like you know what I mean um, but like you know we know we know that Joseph's have the talent um, you know what I mean? They're, they're, as, as I think the other night when we were talking, we were saying Joseph cast themselves as a senior team, as a senior club, and rightly so. You know what I mean? They've, they have an All Ireland title there in their back pocket club. You know they're a club of great tradition, and they've produced many a fine hurler for player. And you know they have a great structure up there in their team, and it's it's you know a fantastic facility and. You know, Shane Dowling is bringing the pep. Mike Gillen knows what it takes to win an intermediate championship. You know, and they will leave no stone unturned 
and um, you know, like Joseph's are probably favourites and a lot of people's favourites to win the championship. But as you rightly know yourselves, it's the hardest championship to win in any county is the Dramida Championship, and especially in Clare. You know, like you see there today, um, like, you know, Tubber, who were in the final last year, turned over. You know, Cora Finn, who were in the quarter-final last year, and who were very lucky to be in the semi-finals, turned over. You know, so it does crop up, these shots crop up, but I, I see your point about Conlara. But, like, you know, it's, when you come up, when, when a club is playing a second team, you know, the pressure is on. And like if you look at the results today, like we did, well, it was 11, 12 points we won by. You know, it could be a bit more, but so be it. But like, Joseph's have laid down the marker and they will, they, they're setting down the tone that they want to win the Intermediate Championship and they'll play whatever is put in front of them. And it doesn't matter. They're ruthless. They've done the job that they had to do. And that's the word, Brendan. I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head there with, with, with the word ruthless. And, you know, there's no talk about whoever's going to come up again is going to have to be ruthless. Brendan, as always, thanks very much for doing the reporting here from um, Clanlara today. And good to see Killaloo or Smith O'Brien's to give them their proper term up and running uh, as, as back as good as ever. And Brendan Foley, as always, very good to talk to you. No problem, man. Talk to you soon, Brendan. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. And now, as, as this show is moving on and, and the time is moving on quick, we're going to get a quick word. We're going to have a quick word with Owen Brennan again. Going back uh, to the, you know, there was a great game in O'Garney Park today with, with Fiekel and uh, Clooney. I suppose, Pat, for us, one of the best games I was at in a long, long time. I've no, I, I, I have no hesitation in saying that. I think you will concur with that. I have to concur. A really, really enjoyable game. A bit of a slow burner. It, it started pretty good and it was good enough, but it just got better and better and better as every passing five minutes. And the, the water breaks didn't have a really bad effect on it, like they have in some other games where one team. But the, in, fairness, pet, in fairness to both teams today, the water breaks genuinely just took a drink and out the wind again. There was only th- th- two sentences. They didn't even shouted. take their full time, to be honest yeah, about it. Yeah, correct. And that was great to see. And I think they can be dispensed with next year I, I, I fervently hope the GA will dispense with them for next year they're not required but um, brilliant game both teams have periods are of, obviously of, of dominance but no team ever pulled away to any significant extent both teams dug in when they were two or three points down to get the next score or two and uh, some physical exchanges were intense uh, great refereeing by Rory McGann in fairness and uh, just the most enjoyable game and I think it really was a fair result in the end and Pet you know really you know, we're, I know we're going to talk to Owen, get to Owen's views in a minute. We're going to be talking to Ray Nelson in a moment as well. Pat, we got the full package in O'Garney Park today. We got a brilliant game. We got brilliant atmosphere. We got brilliant hurling. We got brilliant refereeing. You know, there was nothing really we could complain at. No. And both teams came away with a share of the spiles. If you were to ask for the typical good club championship game today, was it? If you if you sent away for it, as the crowd very about, we, we weren't too much involved with the crowd because we were in the commentary inside position in the bridge. But a lot of people commented after, including one Brennan, but the crowd involvement was superb. Uh, you know, uh, the players to a man just subs and players just tore into the game with a really good attitude to try and win that ball at all costs put their, body on the, put their bodies on the line brilliant defensive work some fantastic scores an outstanding save one of the best we've seen from Aver Quilligan has to be said from that well-struck penalty by Peter Duggan uh, individual skills from Duggan from uh, Oshin Donlan who was carrying an injury one leg, yeah. and uh, as I said great, some, some really great work from some young players we weren't too aware of as well particularly on the well first Adam Hogan of course is a real 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 f- guy for Fiekel a serious operator speaking about Adam Hogan man. Pat and you know I don't think we mentioned him maybe three or four times in the whole early, commentary early in the first half, but yeah. Right, he was a, his direct opponent wasn't mentioned, wasn't mentioned either. And that is tremendous uh, 
credit due to Hogan. Now we all know Absolutely. he's a brilliant man marker. There's no doubt about that, and he sacrifices his own game for the for the the good. Now, of he the didn't team. get on the ball a bit in the second yeah, half, but Ryan Taylor, who we, we know was a super player for Clare this year, a real leader on the Clare team, and uh, you know for a fellow who hadn't played that much senior hurling for Clare. Outstanding in his work rate, his intensity, the ground he was covering, the balls he won, the tackles he made, the points he got. But, um, you know, Adam Hogan was outstanding on him today and it's limited to a fair extent what Ryan, Ryan Taylor could do, even though he did feature at times in the game. But uh, a brilliant, brilliant display from Young Hogan. Also, a couple of the, the, the young Clooney players, Leo, very, very impressive. Um, the guy they had on Shane McGray is a Keneally, I thought. John very Keneally, good, yeah, very good player. player. Yeah. And there was another, Kyo, is it Kyo? Derek Kyo. Derek Kyo, very impressive for me, sweeping up in the back, very sure on the ball. So, you know, great to see young players breaking through as well. We all, we all love the stars I see, of the I game. I see Kyo playing for uh, St. Joseph's. You did, you mentioned Tuller. Against St. Fennens in... The first round of the Hertie, the quarter final of the Hertie in Cusy Park, a game that Brendan and myself covered, the very first game we covered uh, pre lockdown uh, last year, uh, yeah, last January, and um, once, and I thought he was very impressive on the freeze. It's new to me as well. a new role yeah. for him today. No, I was surprised when I saw he's down as a sub today. Mm. I, I would not surprised that he started the game. Yeah. Donnell Sullivan, another man that you know you would have seen a bit maybe at underage, came of age there. Your man Keneally, I, I saw him playing minor before, really, really liked him. He's a, just a Tigers, he's real natural wing back and Correct. attacking wing back. Yeah. And yeah. again, really the jewel in the crown that came on at the end. Cunningham is a man that's very highly rated in Clooney. Maybe should have seen more action. Mm. What at, age group is he, Leo? He'd be out of minor. Maybe he should have seen more action yeah. at, at, at county level, I think. He'd have relations down in Bradford, the Jorick's in Bradford, you know, and there's good good pedigree there, you know, so and his father PJ of course would, would be well known or his grandfather PJ would be well known on the political circus for Fianna Fáil and not a man not a man afraid to mince his words either there's not about that but Cunning came on and I thought he showed and, and he linked very well with the old maestro in the bruiser in Fergal Lynch to get the last couple of scores you know for, some for between the bruiser and every McMahon most enjoyable to watch both on both sides. Both men gave it a haul. Both men uh, shoved into it fairly well. Evan gave as good as he got. Bruza did give as good as he got. Uh, just a real old style battle worth watching. There's no doubt about it, Pat. It really it turned back the clock years with a, a real, man a real man, man, man combat. Yeah, yeah, we don't, we don't. Uh, and with that, we're going to get Owen Brennan's view on Clooney versus Fiekel. Owen. I suppose you could travel a long distance to find a better senior championship. Honest to goodness match than what we just witnessed between Fiekel and Clooney Quinn. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it was rip roaring end to end. Uh, could have gone either way. Uh, both teams had their their periods of dominance, and uh, you'd have to say, I suppose, you know, level nine <coughs> times. You'd have to say it was a fair enough result for a finish. Um, obviously, the the big turning, the big talking moment, point, yeah. and the big turning point, and all that was uh, the penalty. Uh, you know, with only maybe two, three minutes to go, uh, that would have, that would have sorted it out. You know, what I mean, that would have. They won the game for Clooney. Yeah. Would have won the game for them, and uh, you know, it was a superb save. Penalties are not easy save these days. Uh, I don't know if he hit it that well. He didn't have any backlift or anything like that. But uh, you know, it was a superb save, and uh, it kind of inspired Fiekel to go down on the field and, and get the. And you know, they had a chance at the end at both ends, but uh, you know, a draw was fair enough. And you know, well refereed. I think Rory McCann was excellent. I thought you know the game just flowed, and anything that was looked looked in any way a suspect or dangerous, he pulled for it. But there was some great tackling and some great uh, you know intense stuff, and the tempers flared a little bit on occasion. But I mentioned two separate players. The great Peter Duggan back without hardly any top class hurling done for long. What a contribution. Then Oshin Donnelly carrying what looked like a severe injury, could hardly move, and he can fire over those points and link up with Shane McGrath. You know, just two icons of Clare County and club hurling. Absolutely. And you'd have to say that the, 
you know, there were two outstanding, I mean, p- for Peter Duggan to come back in and, and uh, you know, it was like he was never away, you know, he's touched everything he, he had, uh, he just, he has such influence on Clooney Quinn, uh, it makes them a completely different team, and Oshin was injured from early on, you know, I mean, he, he was carrying that leg from early on, but there was no question that he was coming off at any stage, you know, he'd, uh, he'd, he'd battle him with one leg more than, than guys would if they had three, so... Um, a superb one, but also the man marking jobs. You'd have to say uh, Adam Hogan did a superb job on Ryan Taylor, and equally, uh, I thought John Keneally did a, a very good job on Shane McGrath to, to curb him as much as po- as as humanly possible. Uh, so they were they were. I mean, two young players like that for their first year to be given roles like that and to to complete them with such a uh, plum, you'd say, um, you know, was was very eye catching as well. But uh, you know, a rip roaring contest all over the field, um, and I'd say both managers when they look back at it, look, they can have small little grievances here and there but I think they look back at it and say look we'll take a point and, and we'll be happy enough with that and, and, and the final question maybe Owen is how do you think it affects the group you know in terms of both teams chances of qualifying now it doesn't do them any favours it doesn't do either any favours because uh, with the other with the result, result the way the, the one yesterday went with Newmarket kind of uh, issuing a surprise let's say against Airog, um and Airog, you know realistically if they had their three county players from the start uh, they would have probably won the game it was that tight uh, but to be missing Aaron Fitzgerald, to be missing David Reedy, and then for Shane O'Donnell to come only come on at half time, I think it was a, a influential, very uh, on the game. So for Newmarket to win that first game, you, uh, it means that Iroh will be looking for serious vengeance for the next two games. And I think it would have given one of these sides a great boost today. A point, I don't know if it's a good thing. It, it, it seems so now, but I don't know. I, I, I think, you know, they, they both probably needed to win. Yeah, and I mean, you know, in normal circumstances, everyone will be going off kind of breathing. So I relieve a great game and a draw, and if there's a knockout, you may have a replay again someday, and you'll be very happy yeah. to be a winner. But at the point each and the draws, maybe they'll go off a little, bit, a little bit flat-footed or maybe a little bit, you know, down the mouth after it. But uh, as you say, you know, uh, both teams now look like they're capable of putting on a performance and winning a big game still. Yeah, look, I think we said from this group from the start that it's very, very even and it could go either way. You know, I mean, any of the four, any of the two of the four could come out of it. And that's still the case after round one, after what we've seen. Um, as I mentioned, there are injuries and the other three teams, you'd have to say, are level enough, as, as you can see from today. So the relegation is far from certain um, and, and the two teams to get into the quarterfinal, definitely so. So we're in for a lot more hurling in the next two rounds than, uh, and it's going to be uh, really cracking stuff for the it's next two rounds. There's something to Owen. I mean, yeah. we've, we've missed this so much and now we realise how much we enjoy it. Again, a, a, a game like that just puts you, you know, and, and Pat, walking I must, on air. I must mention the crowd as well. You know, they really added it today. You know, that uh, yesterday, you know, it, it was quite noticeable, but I suppose the, the way the Scarf match went, yeah, you know, it was kind true. of a bit flat. The result was a long way coming. Was, was for a long I, think, time, yeah. I think the crowd were really uh, added to yeah and indeed Owen there's no doubt we got cut off there but the crowd did add to the pet and I suppose you can concur with that you've been at more, a lot of games all weekend as well and at higher pet McTamara uh, tonight but pet the crowd have added to the value and the intensity of the games and credit to the county board as well for allowing the people in and the numbers they have let in and how they control the whole situation yeah, I mean, look at hurling isn't hurling a sport, it's hardly a sport without the supporters. I mean, in any sport, whether it's individual or team, but particularly in team sports and particularly at parish level, I think it's such a vital thing to have all your supporters. You know, the parents and the brothers and sisters and the aunts and uncles and sometimes the grandparents and the kids, you know, all there supporting the family members playing and the, and, and, and the parish and those who have no connection with the players, just they're so pride, pride, they're proud of their parish. And, you know, the rivalry is there as well. So it's fantastic to have the atmosphere that you had today in Six Mill Bridge and indeed Corofin yesterday evening, if I 
may say so. There was a really good atmosphere. Nice small stand there in Corrafin and a mixture of Kilnina and Tower people there who know each other pretty well and a lot of them went to school and got together. So it was great banter, great noise and uh, great fun. So it's fantastic. It's a fantastic aspect of our, of our game, Leo, and as it, without it, uh, it isn't half the sport. And Pat, I suppose even a pair for, uh, to add on from the, having the crowd at the Hurling matches, what it does for the people in general, in life in general, you know, there's a lot of people struggling out there at the moment in more ways than one. Right. And it gives you something to look forward to at the end of the week that you can go to a game or whatever and that your club, to see your club and get people out and something to look forward to. And it's even more important. It's beyond, it's beyond sport, really. And you should never over, uh, you know, over, over, overstate that because I'll tell you why, if you think about it now, for, for even for us covering on the radio uh, for people you know your people lying lying at home who can't get out there they might be ill they might be elderly they mightn't have they just they might be at home minding small kids or whatever minding somebody there's people lying in hospital and they picture on the radio and they hear the, the teams playing uh, in the championship that they would have attended if they were well so you think of all these people apart from those who can attend who listen on the radio as well so it's such an important thing to bring the games to the people whether the people can go to the stadium and see the thing live or whether they can hear on the radio as I said, it's it's a huge part of, of, of Gaelic games. The rivalries and the intensity, the banter of the crowd, and there's always a couple of good wags in the crowd who can make the old comment, you know. <laughs> I, w- I won't mention a few, but there was a few going last night up Kilnina way, I can tell you. But, um, you know, it's, it's fantastic. And it's just a, pl- a privilege for us to be covering it, I must say. There's no doubt about that. Pet, we deliberately left this, this game to last. It is, the, I suppose, the result of the weekend. There's no doubt about that. Everybody have been talking about it. Kilinina's uh, two fifteen to 19, 19 points win over Tubber, a game that you covered uh, along with Ali Noon for Scarab Bay Community Radio. Yeah, going up, we didn't expect it. I'll be honest. I don't. I. I think maybe within the squad themselves, they felt you know there was probably you know they were going well. I'd say that the league had gone well. It was four wins out of four in the league, but was it a fairly lower bit of a lower division than than maybe they'd like to be in? But uh, uh, I suppose what has happened, Leo, is really the 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 the, the, the lads who who came through on the one team there about was it four years ago and win that A Championship against Ionia Kildamona having lost the previous final as well many of those players who had played in two A finals losing one winning one I think they finally came of age uh, as leaders on the team uh, you know and, and, and I suppose the, the end has been the ties have finally been cut almost with the 2010 intermediate team not quite because Mark Flaherty uh, outstanding again uh, at 30 I think it's 35 years of age what a leader he is but 35 years young Pet 35 years young indeed and, and, and plenty more years than him by, by, by the look of him yesterday um, but you know those lads became leaders other lads stepped in then and we had the two, two or three then young fellas who had got on, on the Clare Minor t- squad and on the Duan team and played played with them indeed uh, they got Keith Smith and Ian McNamara both outstanding as well and uh, you know that drives on players that drives on the older lads as well but lads came of age I think but you know it's, 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 it's one swallow and we're trying not to get carried away with it because if we do we're, 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 it means we're happy to win that's our all Ireland and we're happy for the rest of the year and I don't think that's the attitude I heard from talking to a few of them last night I think the attitude is we're going to drive it on now and try and win our next game so all about the next game now no point in looking back Tubber were I suppose handicapped that little bit by the, the wonderful Pat O'Connor missing through injury I was talking to him briefly before the game on his crutches and uh, you know he was he was there making the best of it but a uh, huge loss to, to Tubber and, and then Fergal O'Grady and Fergal O'Grady another super hurler in fairness uh, but Tubber would be a bit like ourselves in many ways they're not over overrun with numbers as uh, a lot of the same name Justin McMahon was playing wing forward at 40 years of age same age as Ellen Mackie told me we were close to it anyway and um, 
and then there was a there was a problem with the yellow card. Uh, you know, there was a couple. Of, there was two straight. Sorry, two straight reds cards for Tober. The last one maybe wasn't enough to make a major difference. Was late in the game, but this, the first one was. You know, it maybe surely twelve or fifteen minutes to go, and uh, it it did assist Glynn because then they brought back Todd Kelsey to, to and, and Sean Glynn both to assist the defence, and that that made a huge difference. We had two extra men in defence, Leo. New two extra men in defence. You cut out any danger of of conceding maybe a goal, but. Um, and I suppose one other thing as well that Ronan Taff who's a, who to my mind is one of the top three goalies in Clare and has been for the last five or six years uh, brilliant puck out altogether and a great shot stopper but he, he made one mistake yesterday from a Martin Glynn speculative shot enough bounced on the uh, spun off the wet ground up to his body and spun kind of off his body hurley to his side and just back in over the line and it gave us a lifeline to go from I think maybe a point up to four up I think and in fairness trouble they brought it back again but oh, look at overall it's 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 a good win. All it is is the first round, but it is a change for Kalinia to to take uh, the scalp of of a decent team. Uh, but however, it won't mean an awful lot Leo, if it's not followed up and if they don't drive on. No, and that's that's Kilnina's mentor now that they have to get more consistent and they have you know they have been coming up north about that they have to drive on. You spoke about the red cards. They can make a difference. You can see the black card. They've made such a difference in Crow Park last night when, 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 when Baskill got, got the black card for Dublin and it really energised Mayo and they went on and put the game back, put the game to bed more or less before he arrived back on. Okay, the, there was the, the tackle from, from John Small which not is which great, is received. Not I haven't a lot, seen of, it yet, but I'm a lot of reviews today. Right, yeah. uh, my own initial review when I see it first time I said I can't know how he's getting away with that. But look, Unfortunately, the Mayo footballer is going to miss Dell Island finally. He had a, a, an operation broken, and a double fracture of the jaw today. Jaw, yeah. But look, we hope that he'll be back soon. Nothing like win. that in Killeen in the Corofinus evening. All gentlemanly, just a, a couple of good lucky red cars for Tubber. Good physical game. Most enjoyable game. Again, great atmosphere. But as I said, Killeen will, will, will now want to look forward rather than back at that one, Leo. And if they don't look forward and try to win the next game and focus on that, then it, it, it won't have been worth what it should be worth. Yeah, and indeed, that brings in to our sports roundup here on Scarab Bay Community Radio this evening. We hope you enjoyed the show. It has been a tremendous weekend of sport all round from Friday until uh, this evening, a weekend, a feast of action, as they say. And we thank all the players, officials and everybody for their for their um, the games that they gave us over the weekend. We have to thank on behalf of Scarif Bay Community Radio to different uh, uh, committees and pe- fields that people, perhaps that people let us in to commentate in the games. We thank the county board also for giving us the permission to commentate in the games. Uh, without him, we, we wouldn't get in and we thank them for that. We also have to thank everybody that contributed to us uh, by helping out we had Ali, Ali Noon uh, last yeah. night we had Owen Brennan with us as well we had Derek Dahmer also down in, in, in Six Mile Bridge there very good to uh, take the time to talk to us and of course our men our general in Six Mile Bridge Ken what not may mention him Ronan Hayes everybody knows Ronan is the rock bed of Six Mile Bridge Holland. he's a manager of every, every team that goes on down there and now he's part of our, our team here on Scarab Bay Community Radio my t- as Joe McGrath said the f- today down in Cretlow the first round is about getting over it no matter how, it doesn't matter how you play you get over it but look at it's back to the drawing board for everybody again during the week as they regroup and get ready for round two my thanks as always to Pat McNamara thanks to our guests uh, Pat O'Brien Danny Chaplin Owen Brennan Brian Torpy Matthew McMahon and Brendan Foley for, uh, for the work they've done for us for the weekend a special thanks to Jim Collins who is here with us tonight and also to our other guru engineer Luke, Coll- uh, Luke Fleming who made an fl- appearance with us for the first time in a long time this weekend we are more than grateful we thank you all the people that tuned in to us over the weekend we hope you enjoyed our, our, our three games here on Scarab Bay Community Radio and all that remains is for me Leo Dyle on this sports roundup in association with the Credit Union and one thing before I go, we have to wish uh, Marie McNamara out there. Uh, what's the name of it? 
I know, Rad, I know. How would I forget that? Marie, I hope you maybe you're still listening to us, but I suppose after all the festivities that went on all day today, we know that Anthony and the crew were, were, were pampering you all day. We're not sure. Pat McNamara mentioned the birthday, but we're not too sure. We're, we're in disagreement over it. Jim says he has to check it out. But 26, it, I think. Marie, a very happy birthday to you and many, many more of them to come. Right, I'll hold it. So, on that note, from us all here in Scarafay Community Radio, it's Bannock Day, August Lawn.